John chapter 4 uh, we were given a bit of introduction uh, by Mr. Tugume, Minister Tugume, the last time, uh, the last Sunday we had uh, our study. And today we are going to continue through John chapter 4. Uh, and the title of our study today is A Call to Intimacy. A Call to Intimacy. We're going to read from John uh, 4, from verse 1. And I'm reading uh, uh, the Passion Translation. Soon the, soon the news reached the Jew religious leaders, known as the Pharisees, that Jesus was drawing greater crowds of followers coming to be baptized than John. Although Jesus didn't baptize, but had his disciples baptize the people, Jesus had heard what was being said and, uh, and abruptly left Judah sorry Judea and returned to the province of Galilee and he had to pass through Samaritan territory verse 5 Jesus arrived at the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph long ago wearied by his journey he sat on the edge of Jacob's well he sent his disciples into the village to buy food, for it was already afternoon. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink of water. Praise the Lord. Are we together? I love Jesus. He's always intentional. You remember, you remember the... the the, the, the teaching of Minister Tugume, God is always intentional. He's always intentional. And I love it that <laughs> he, he initiates, he's always initiating the conversation between the woman and him. And he tells the woman, <clears throat> give me a drink of water. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> God has always offered out a call to intimacy. And as I've already said, he initiates it. We don't initiate it. He always calls out to us. He always says, Joan, I love you. He initiates the, the, the call. So we see Jesus here starting the conversation, which was also a call to intimacy. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I want us to connect in the spirit. Intimacy. Jesus is calling us to intimacy. In this new season that we have entered in. And intimacy speaks of closeness, friendship, being one with another. You're close. You're your best friends and you're very close. And you're one. One mind, one spirit, one heart, one one eh, everything is the bible says in um i think first uh, corinthians 6 that he who he who is joined to the lord is one spirit with him <clears throat> so it is not strange to us for jesus to call us to this place because 
positionally has already made us one with him but he calls us to awake to this that he has already done in us so god created every person with a desire for intimacy uh, i normally call it a, a, that void that void within within each and every person like you you try you think if i get a lot of money i will feel satisfied you get the money and you still want more you feel like it's not yet satisfied you feel like if i get maybe uh, at this level of education you get all the masters the phds you get the doctorate and you feel like when i get that i'll be satisfied but even finishing it you feel like Mm-mm. It's not yet. So there's that void within each and every one of us, and it is a, it is a, a, a desire for intimacy, and it can only be filled with God. Praise the Lord. Mo- many people have tried to fill it with a lot of things. Some ladies think if I get married, I'll feel good. I will, eh? I will feel that, that void. But you get married, and it is still there. Uh, I was I was watching a certain movie. <clears throat> Some of you have watched it. It's called The Encounter. Uh, this lady wanted to divorce the, the the husband, but what she was looking for, the husband could never offer it to her. That's what Jesus told her. What you're looking for, no man can ever give it to you. It's only me. The relationship with me is only that can fill that void, and that is the desire for intimacy that has been put in us. <clears throat> by God praise the Lord so Jesus was always speaking from now I, I want us to, to to open our eyes to this to this uh, conversation that Jesus has with the Samaritan woman Jesus speaks from a certain place hmm? we would call it the realm of heaven he's in another room and this lady is also in another room so the words he speaks are so have a different meaning (laughs) to what the lady is perceiving and uh, and the way the lady is uh, responding praise the lord so (laughs) the lady was in the physical realm jesus was in the heavenly realm Hmm. so that's why it's very important to connect i always tell you guys connect connect in the spirit stay there so that you can understand from that place jesus will speak to you something meaning something different and for you perceive something different because you're in another realm praise the lord if we are going to understand the heart of the father we have to connect to the heavenly realm to the kingdom realm to the spiritual realm from the physical to to the spiritual realm so when jesus asks for a drink of water would be so amazing when Jesus asks for that for a drink of water, he's not referring to the physical thing. Now you see that the, the, the heavenly realm, speaking from the heavenly realm. He does you give me a drink. And for you think he's asking you for a physical drink. Jesus was referring to something deeper than that. A more deeper friendship that would lead to a refreshing and satisfying pleasure of this lady's devotion towards Jesus. It was not just a question of, uh, of physical water. No. He was asking for a deeper relationship from the woman. But the woman did not perceive it. For her, she thought it was the 
the physical drink. Hallelujah. I love it that Jesus knows. He knows our deepest longings and emptiness. And he knows that he alone can satisfy us. In him, only in him can we be satisfied. Don't you see Jesus is so gracious? He would have left this lady. First of all, the Jews were not coordinating with the Samaritans. You know, they were not working. They were not talking. They were like enemies. He would have left the woman. But he comes to the woman to offer him. Because he knew only me can satisfy this woman. <laughs> only me. <laughs> and, and today Jesus is saying, it's only me that can satisfy you. Not your dad, not your mom, not your boss, not your money, not your job. Only me. Only me. Only me. Praise the Lord. So at this place of intimacy, Jesus longs for us. He's always longing for us. That's why he goes to the woman. Jesus longs for you. He wants you. I want you guys to, to meditate upon these things that I'm sharing. Jesus longs for you. The creator of heaven and earth longs to be with you. And we are to long for him too. Because that is the invitation he's giving us. He longs for us. He longs to be with us. And we are to long for him too. It is such a mystery that the sinner drinks of the Savior. <laughs> and the Savior drinks of the sinner. And they are both satisfied. Isn't it a mystery of love? It's called the mystery of love. Me, a sinner, I drink of Jesus, my Savior, and I'm satisfied. And he drinks of me, the sinner, and he's also satisfied. The mystery of love. Praise the Lord. Uh, verse, verse 9 to 15. Verse 9 to 15. Surprised, she said. Why would a Jewish man ask a, a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? Jesus replied, If you only knew who I am <laughs> and the gift that God wants to give you, you would ask me for a drink and I would give you living water. You see the different two realms that they are speaking from? <laughs> the woman replied, but sir, you don't even have a bucket. This well is very deep. So why do you find, where do you find this living water? Do you really think that you are greater than our ancestor Jacob? who dug this well and drank from it himself, along with his children and, live, and livestock. Jesus answered, <laughs> If you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again and again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. For when, when you drink of the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain 
of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life. <laughs> Woo, Kajita, brother. <laughs> the woman replied, Let me drink that water. <laughs> so I'll never thirst again and won't have to come back here to draw the water. Let me, let me read verse 14 again. Just allow me. It is so powerful. It is so powerful. Jesus answered, If you drink from Jacob's well, you will be thirsty again and again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never, not that, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain. You know, a fountain of the Holy Spirit. You become a fountain of the Holy Spirit. You become a life-giving spirit, <laughs> springing up and flooding you with endless life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Someone receive that. Receive that. It's so powerful. Hallelujah. From this conversation, you can see that Jesus Christ and the woman are speaking and perceiving things in different realms. Eh? <laughs> For intimacy to happen, there has to be an exchange. Mm. Mm? Mm. There has to be an exchange. If there's no exchange, then there's no intimacy. Mm. You're not going to just sit, sing, yeah? sit, sing, read the word, pray, without exchange. You have to give him something. You have to lay down something for him to come. <laughs> Matthew 16, 25. KJV. Matthew uh, NKJV. Matthew 16, verse 25. To 26. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Let me read that again. Are we there? Are we there? Okay, let's read together. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul. Oh, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? There has to be an exchange. There has to be an exchange. If you want to gain life, you have to lose. In the kingdom of God, we gain by losing. That's what, that's what Jesus is asking of this lady. If you want to drink of this water, you have to lose. <laughs> you have to lose. This exchange opens up. This exchange opens up a door to our hearts for the Lord. To have free access to every faculties of our lives. If you close and you refuse to give, to give what you're supposed to offer, that is yourself to the Lord, you're closing that door of your heart. And the Lord will not have access. He will not. 
I can give you an example. We all come to church. We all listen to the same word. We all uh, pray, be under the same atmo- spiritual atmosphere, but we receive differently. Because you cannot receive unless you're willing to exchange. Unless you open the door. Open it and let him. If you don't, he's a gentleman. He will wait. Until that day. (laughs) Until that day you decide to open the door by exchanging. Praise the Lord. So let Jesus Christ be your everything. And you're all in all. There is no one that you can exchange your soul for. We have had people, um, they are called Illuminatis, they are called what? Those, those, the people of Lucifer. They exchange their souls for just fame. They exchange their souls for just, you know, these material things that will fade away. How much more for our Savior who has died for us, who has offered everything that he is for our sake. How much more? Praise the Lord. How much more should we open up? Open up. Don't give him just a portion of your heart. Give him all of your heart. Don't give him just you know, like in this room, you just give him the toilet. Some people have given Jesus just like a toilet or just a kitchen. Give him access to that entire house, your entire house, your entire garden. <laughs> the Bible calls us gardens. Our hearts are gardens, are his gardens. Give him access to the entire garden. Let him enjoy. <laughs> Let him have access. Hey, oh Jesus, we have been chosen by God for intimacy. Yeah? It is not your choice. It is not your doing, your willingness. You have been chosen for it. You have been chosen by God for intimacy. We were made to be loved and to love. Someone likened this to fish in water. When fish is in water, it has life. When you put it out of water, so for us, our water, what gives us life is love. Being loved and to love. When you close your heart to love, when you close your heart from the love of God, you start becoming bitter. (laughs) You start looking for this love from somewhere else. That's what I started with. You think if I, if I go and serve God too much, <laughs> I'll be filled, I'll feel loved. And then you go and serve God too much in church. And then people hurt you. People <laughs> praise the Lord. You feel like if I work too much, I'm going to do work. Some people, they call them workaholic, workaholic. Like they give themselves to work, 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 work. But that's that love because your life is not found in those things it is found in the love of god intimacy with god the love of god now unless we are filled at that place we cannot love because there are two things you are made for love and to love unless 
you are for love and open up that door for love you cannot love hallelujah so that's why jesus calls us to a true friendship with him and in him alone it is for our own good i wish we would know this that it is for my own good yes jesus says he benefits but i benefit more i think from this friendship with jesus i benefit more because that's what i've been meant for that is i, I am fulfilled i am filled with life i can breathe from the love of god we get breath you know we live by the breath of god Every word that comes from the mouth of God, it is the breath of God. And only at that place. Hallelujah. John 15, 15 says, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Now, that is very, very key. It is good we are sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. But now, you can be a son, but not a friend. You can be a daughter, but not a friend. Jesus says, I don't just call you servants. You are friends. I want you to, to draw everything from that place of friendship. If it is serving, let it come from that, that place of friendship, that place of intimacy. Praise the Lord. He desires that we be true friends to him as he is a true friend to each one of us. Okay, I know, I know what I'm saying is a little bit strange to some of us, but please connect and be ushered into true friendship with Jesus. Because this new season, if we are going to remain in that place, that secret place that the Lord called us to on Sunday, we have to cultivate friendship and intimacy. Jesus is a true friend. I know some of us have had friendships that have been so bad. And the reason why our friendships have been so bad, because we are seeking for only what Jesus can give from other people. We are seeking for what only Jesus can give from other people. And when, and when we don't find it in the people, we get hurt and disappointed. There is no man in this world there is no woman in this world. There is no child in this world. There is no resource, riches, wealth that can fill that gap. Some of us have sought it in our parents. Some people make, make statements. Eh? I'm like, eh! someone makes a statement. My mother is everything. My father is everything to me. Like, eh! Those statements are so heavy. Jesus should be your everything alone. Some make it to their spouses. You're my everything. 
You are everything to me. <laughs> I don't know to what capacity, but <laughs> Jesus should be the only one in that place. He's a jealousy friend. He's a jealousy God. He's a jealousy bridegroom. He doesn't want anyone to take that place. That's why some of us, I was talking to one of my daughters who was telling me, uh, she doesn't want to think about the things of relationship because she feels like it's going to distract her from her relationship with Jesus. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, if I now I start thinking about this person and then I'm like, hmm. You need you need to work on your relationship with Jesus because if your relationship with Jesus is good, you won't be distracted by anyone. No one can take that place. Not even your spouse can take that place. Actually, your spouse is supposed to push you deeper, closer to Jesus. If they're not pushing you closer to Jesus, then uh, there is a problem. You have you have to pursue Jesus with with your spouse with your or fiance or girlfriend like you have to pursue christ with him like even him his desire or her their desire should be knowing christ i want to see you grow in christ i want to see us go deeper in christ so if it is distracting you from christ then praise the lord in jesus there's true friendship hmm? true friendship true friendship he can offer you anything that you're, there are these things that we long for let me be very true and open there are these things that we long for maybe you see them like they're offered to other people by their parents by their friends spouses like you, you look at this thing eh? Maybe you grew up in a home, or you didn't even have parents, or but you know, eh, I wish I wish I would play with my my mom or my dad. You just didn't play. But you know, our parents these days are so busy; they don't have time for those things. As long as they give you food, school fees, and rent, what else do you want? <laughs> Probably they also didn't receive that. They don't know that it's even there or very important. But some of those things that we long for, yeah? You long for that hug. Okay, I know men men are going to say, eh, ladies are weird. Because it's ladies who long for hugs so much. <laughs> but I'm talking about true friendship in Christ. Like in in Jesus. He wants he wants to be a true friend to us who can offer us all those things. He wants to play. He plays with you. Jesus does that. <laughs> if you want to hold your hand, some people love holding their hands. He wants to hold your hand. If you give him access, he will hold your hand. I, 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 I share. I, I shared this testimony with some people uh, some years back. The Holy Spirit would come every day, every day to me. And give me a pig every day every day and he would stand there you dress up you do everything he tells you oh my god you look so beautiful 
Praise the Lord. True friendship. Like someone who will be there for you. Someone that you can share with your deepest desires, thoughts. Like he knows what you need. He knows you need now an embrace. He comes and embraces you. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced those things. Sometimes you're worshiping, you're praying, and he comes, shah! And you stay there, you're like, I don't want to move. I want to stay there in your chest. Well, he's just laughing at me. <laughs> that day you'll experience it, you'll cry. And then when you cry, you will laugh. <laughs> like, you, the, the, there is that satisfaction of love that you get. Like, you, you cannot be swayed away by anything, by anyone. Like, you're confident. You know there's someone who loves you. <laughs> and his love is true. His love is pure. His love is unconditional. He does not love you because you're good. He does not love you because you're from a very nice family. He does not love you because you are so educated, because you can speak, you can do this and that. But he loves you without reason. Because of him. He loves you because of him. <laughs> He's calling us to this friendship. And this is what Jesus was offering the Samaritan woman. It was deeper than just a dream. Praise the Lord. It's a friendship without any benefits. Yeah? Have you ever seen beneficial friendships? Do you know beneficial friendships? I am your friend because you give me money. You can connect me. Eh? Those are beneficial friends. Eh, beneficial friend. You're someone's friend because there's something you're getting from them. But otherwise, if they were not giving you that, no friendship. Jesus' friendship is not a beneficial friend. Friendship. It has no conditions, as I've already said. It has his love and friendship has no conditions at all. But it is a friendship for love's sake. <laughs> to share our love with him. As he has shared and shares his love with us. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Do we feel the waves of intimacy? Calling us. <laughs> he always desires our company. Can you imagine? Jesus desires your company. Now we are talking about his name. Most of the times we want to tell him our needs. Eh? We want to tell him, I am going through this. It is too painful, Lord. I don't know what to do. Eh? <laughs> we tell him our needs. But now, look at his needs. He desires your company. He wants you to come and be with him. That is his need. <laughs> he desires the company of those that he loves, those that he has died for, those that he has called to himself and his kingdom. He desires their company. He 
just wants to be with you. Like a lover desires to be with another lover. Okay, people who are married understand it so much. For us who are not married, sometimes we just imagine. <laughs> yes, you just imagine. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus desires our company. You know, when 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 you're so in love with someone, you want you want to be with them. Like you want to be with them all the time. You want to talk to them all the time. You talk and you can't keep quiet. Like you want to talk, 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 talk. Praise the Lord. Why do we want to share our love with fake lovers? You know fake lovers. They come and talk to you and you think they really love you. Come they were looking for something. Now they've got it. They've walked away from you and they leave you fake lovers but Jesus is calling us to the true love <laughs> the true love desires my company who am I to say no <laughs> who am I to say I'm so busy I'm so busy let me first finish this thing who am I the person you love if they desire to see you you will sacrifice anything to meet them you will give up anything you'll even lie yeah <laughs> you lie your boss i'm feeling headache i need to, I, I i won't come maybe i'm not well or oh, we have lost someone at home i won't be around for three days separating you you want to just go and spend time with your with your lover the person you love praise the lord how much more should we do for jesus my god he's a true friend he's a true love you know jesus is tired jesus is tired he is tired of the fake love we give him we pretend to love him you pretend because you're going through a situation and you show your devotion eh? you give him more time you want to be with him more because you need something hmm. take love after getting it ah you were believing what for a phone eh? <clears throat> ah you know i have to talk to these people he tells you i need you uh, let's spend some time no i have to finish this oh this video is so good you spend that time he's waiting on you fake love jesus is tired of fake love you seek him because you want him to heal people you seek him because you want revelation. He's tired of fake love. It's called fake love. Let me ask you. I'm also asking myself. If Jesus took away the anointing, the revelation, the knowledge, you know that those things are going to remain here, right? when we 
go to glory when we pass on those things all remain here now i'm just imagining if god takes away all those things the ministry the work you have your wife your children what do you remain with if all those things are taken right now from you what do you remain that can sustain you, that you cling on. What do you remain with? Some of us servants of God, we are so famous. We have a lot of people. I was watching some servant of God yesterday. That puts me there. Like people are so many like from here up to the other side. But if those all those people are taken away from you now, <laughs> yeah, and you can no longer speak those things you're speaking to them, what do you remain with? What do you have? First Corinthians 13 tells us that faith, hope, and love will remain but love love now that love talked about is not your love it is god's love that is cultivated through intimacy with him praise the lord many of us serve many of us do all these things for someone that we don't even know. Jesus is a stranger to us, yet we say we are born again. Jesus is a stranger. You think you serve him, but for me, in my opinion, if you don't know someone, it is hard to serve them, isn't it? Because Jesus has not called us to be servants. He has called us to be friends. So you first become a friend and then you serve. You can't serve and then you try to become a friend. You first become a friend and then you serve. So in my opinion, if you're serving and Jesus is not your friend, stop serving. First cultivate the friendship. Because what you're serving is not, it's not recorded anywhere. He doesn't know it. First cultivate your friendship. Get to know him. Listen to what he wants you to do. Because sometimes even you're serving in the wrong place. Because you don't have the friendship, you don't even know him. You don't even know his desires, his heart, his will. First live serving. Cultivate your friendship. Listen from him. Let him lead you. That is what true serving is. But these things of serving where you don't know, you, you, we need worship team, you go. We need ushers, you go. You find yourself everywhere. <laughs> like every, in every department, you're there. And, oh my God. Jesus has not called us to a religion. That is religion. And that's what, what we have been delivered from. He has called us to relationship. You have to serve from the place of relationship. And this relationship is an intimate, intimate relationship. 
it is not like i've been saying it is not a a conditional relationship uh like it is a, a relationship of love love praise the lord Jesus does not force himself on us. He does not command us to love him. Can you imagine? He instructs us. He says, if you love me, you will obey. He doesn't say, you must. He has the power to do that, to make us love him by force. He has that power, but he doesn't do that. He asks us humbly. We're reading that book of Anne, uh, Heaven Opened. Can you imagine? The Heavenly Father eh, tells you, Anne, I want you to do this for me. Will you help me? Heavenly Father, asking you, asking for your help. Even to this friendship, Jesus asks us, like, will you humbly answer to this call. I want to be with you. Can I be with you, please? Oh my God. He pleads and even cries. <laughs> because that desire is burning him to be with you. But for you're so busy, lost and consumed with a lot of things. My God. That's why he comes to this lady at the well. I, I, I love, someone told me, I asked them about uh, their relationship with the Holy Spirit. I love that aspect. He told me, the Holy Spirit is so respectful. He respects me. Hmm? I was like, oh, okay, that is nice. Like, Jesus respects us. Can you imagine? He will not come and say, you, Joel, I made you. I fashioned you. Even the substance that made you, I know it. Now be my friend. Come be my... Uh, uh. He respects... God. He respects the creation. <laughs> the creator respects the creation. Mystery of love. Remember, we are his bride. Yeah? You're the bride of Christ. Imagine yourself if you're going to get married. How how are things like your relationship with your fiance and eh? you you're focused, you want it to eh? we are his bride. We are his bride. Joel, you are Jesus' bride. And he enjoys you. <laughs> He wants to be with you. <laughs> he wants to hold you. He, like any other lover, whatever they do, Jesus desires for it as well. Someone asked, if we can't enjoy being with him now, why do we believe that we'll enjoy his company or to be with him for eternity? If you can't spare time with him now, if you can't exchange and 
sacrifice and pay that price to be with him what makes you believe that in heaven you're going to enjoy him eternity begins from here it doesn't begin when you die it begins from here when you, when you when you're out of your body it is a continuation it is a continuation of the relationship of the <laughs> it's not that you're going to begin something new now praise the lord so he loves it when we choose him choose jesus choose to be with him those days would say i'm going to go out with jesus go somewhere you hide and be there with him for days I know some people think that is craziness, but it is real, guys. It is real and enjoyable and sweet. (laughs) Jesus loves it when we choose him, when we long for him, when we wait for him in his presence. He loves it. He loves it. Let me ask you, if you're in a relationship, and you're the only one who calls, who texts, who goes to visit, who only you. The other person does not respond to to do that. How do you feel? You feel so bad, and you feel like you're in Uganda. They call it omwesibako. You feel like we omwesibako. In English, it's what. <laughs> Uh-huh. You feel like you're forcing yourself to this person or to this relationship. We make Jesus feel like that. We make him feel like that. He's the one who calls us. He's the one who wants to talk to us. <laughs> begging you, begging you, begging you, please, please, just two minutes. Hey, two minutes. I'm busy. I have a crusade. I have a conference. I have like just two minutes. Two minutes with me. With me. Okay, it is so sad. So sad. Like this makes Jesus cry and even trembles when we deny him his love. I don't know who was sharing with me that they went to heaven and Jesus okay they read or listened something they went to heaven and Jesus took them to a beach that is a beach where he normally goes to cry Jesus cries a lot because we, we make him feel like he's forcing himself on us we make him feel like he is a nobody on Friday at night, uh, uh, during the leadership retreat, I was asking people, if you take someone, if you go with someone out, and then you're talking to them, then they're on their phone. Huh? Oh, hey, hey. Like, you're talking to them. You've come out to talk to them. 
but that's how they are behaving. How do you feel? You feel like We don't. We, we, we show Jesus that we don't value Him at all. We just want what He can give. The things He gives us so nice. We even testify and dance about them. But we are not dancing of His love and who He is to us. But we are. We are just dancing because He blessed me with a car. Because He blessed me with a child. Because He blessed me with money. That is good. Eh? Because He blessed me with healing. It is good. It is good to dance about that. But. Our love for him should be more than the things that we receive from him. Mm-hmm. Joan, if you got a fiance, you're a lady, they are a man. But all they want from you is your money. Money and and for you have a lot of love. You buy for him gifts. Can you imagine? You buy for him gifts. You, when when you go out, he tells you, I don't have money, you pay. When you're going to do this, he tells you, I don't have, you pay. Like, your love is just about things that they can get from you. How would you feel? When you need to talk to them, they're not available for you. When you need to, like, anything emotional, they're not around. But when they need something, they will love you. They will even carry you. <laughs> because they need something. That's how we treat Jesus. It is so sad. It is so painful. Jesus' desire for us and passion burns with internal fires. It cannot be quenched or be put off by anything or anyone even our own sin and unworthiness cannot put away his love and passion and desire for us. It can never be changed. My God. <clears throat> let, me, let me share this a bit. Eh? I, I didn't, I didn't, I made up my mind, yeah? Okay, it was a decision I made, and I, I realized that God was in it. But I made it when I hadn't yet accepted Jesus. I said, okay, I would see, like, in movies, everyone, eh, the young 12, 13, boyfriend, girlfriend, I'm like, I'm not going to go in any relationship until I finish school. I made that decision. I didn't know that it was the right decision, but for me, I made it. <laughs> okay, I, I, I love being different, doing different things. If everyone is doing something, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'll do something different. So I made that decision. So after Form 6, I entered a relationship. And uh, this relationship, okay, for me, in my mind, I thought, the first relationship you enter, that is your husband. You have to get married, you know? Like, so I was committed to the relationship with that. Get this person an idea. <laughs> so I remember for him, he wanted something different. He just wanted 
no, man, just want to accept. When I said no, he broke off the relationship. Hmm? For me, my commitment to it was with that love and you know marriage. But now, for him, his heart was somewhere else. And I remember when it was my first relationship. Remember when he like he did not he did he did not just he did not say that I'm not going to talk to you. But now he started ignoring, like ignores, he ignores the calls, anything about you, ignores. Yeah. And I felt eh, like a knife, a big knife that was pierced in my heart like this. So painful. <laughs> I think it was the first and last time I felt like that. It was so painful. So painful. I'm just bringing this example. I know it cannot be equated to how Jesus feels. <laughs> he feels deeper than that knife that they, they can pierce through your heart. But when, when we deny him the love, the affection, he feels more than that. Okay, for me the pain was too much, but Jesus feels more than Praise the Lord. So Jesus is calling us to a greater closeness with Him. So that we can enjoy the fullness of being one with Him. Yes, we shall keep on quoting that scripture. He who is joined to the Lord is one with the Lord. But we shall not fully enjoy this oneness of being with Him. If we don't cultivate intimacy with him, if we don't say yes to this call of greater closeness with him, he wants us to know him and he wants to know us. Can you imagine? He created us. He knows everything, but he chooses to know us through a relationship. He wants to to hear these things about us from us as though it was the first time <laughs> oh my god so he alone can satisfy us completely when we drink of him today jesus is saying let me quench that thirst in your longing heart in your hungry heart in your thirsty soul let me quench that thirst. Share with me those deep, 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 deep thoughts. Share with me. I want to know them. And I want to share with you my heart too. This is the moment to draw from the living water. Through the deeper intimacy so that he can flood our souls to the overflow. You see what he told, uh, Jesus told the Samaritan woman? That if you draw from this water, the living water, eh, you shall become a fountain. <laughs> this is the time, this is the season for us to draw from the living water through deeper intimacy so that we can become that fountain. He, the, the only way to become the fountain is when he floods our souls. He 
he will flood us. The more you spend time with him, the more he fills you, the more, the more you know him, the more you become like him. Do you realize that the more you spend time with someone, you become like them? You start talking like them, you start behaving like them. You st- Some married people, when you meet them, they, they resemble. You can think they're a sister and brother. Praise the Lord. Verse 16 to 18. Jesus said, Go get your husband and bring him back here. Now, this is the real thing. Jesus said, Go get your husband and bring him back here. But I am not married, the woman answered. That's true. Jesus said, For you've been married five times, and now you are living with a man who is not your husband. You have told the truth. Now, some of us are scared of this part. We don't want to open up the door of our hearts. Because we think we shall be exposed. But you see, the road to intimacy, we all identify with a Samaritan woman. You know, when we read about her, we're like, how can someone have five husbands and then living with another man now do you know how we identify with the Samaritan woman we have been married to our five senses operating in the natural realm independent of God you know you have five senses sense Feeling, seeing, hearing, taste, smelling. We've, we've been married to these natural senses. Hence, in the natural realm. That's why you operate. Yet you're, you, think, you say you're in Jesus, but you're married to another person. These other lovers. You don't want to do what Jesus thinks. You want to do what you think. <laughs> you don't want to say what Jesus says. You want to say what you want. My God. So we identify with this woman. But what does Romans 12 to say? I love it. I love it. Uh, still the translation, uh, the passion translation. Romans chapter 2 verse 2. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total transformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes not in your own eyes in his eyes praise the lord uh, song of solomon calls it the little foxes <laughs> praise the lord because these these are these are things that hinder you from cultivating a deeper intimacy with jesus 
they are in the way. Those lo- those lovers, the little foxes, they are in the way. You want to go deep with the Lord, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, how can I speak in tongues? It doesn't. I don't even understand what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> You, you see someone worshiping and crying like you also want to think about it you look at them you try so hard to understand in your kind of mind my god jesus is saying put away all those little foxes the compromises that hinder you they hinder our hearts from cultivating and experiencing this deeper intimacy with christ Jesus is saying, put them away. Those husbands <laughs> that you're married to, put them away. Uh, one thing that I love about Jesus, when, when you come to him and you say yes, remember the woman said, I want to drink this water. Mm. Now that the light started shining in her, in her life, and now the dark parts became, came to the surface. They came to the surface. Praise the Lord. These little foxes, by the way, they limit you from walking in the victory of Christ. Because you're trying so hard to use your carnal mind, to use your carnal sight, to use your carnal smell, to use your carnal everything to understand the things of the Spirit. Jesus said, that which is born of the Spirit, eh? Spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And to understand the things of the spirit, it is by the spirit. It is not by your kind of mind. It limits you from walking in the victory of Christ. You're in Jesus, but you're not experiencing him and the life that he has given you at all. So Jesus says, put away the little foxes. They keep you as well from bearing the fruit. Remember, Jesus says, if you abide in me and I in you, you'll bear fruit. You can't bear fruit if you still have these husbands, these little foxes. You'll be there for years. You even, you'll even serve. You'll even make people walk, the lame walk, the blind see. Fruit zero. Fruit of the spirit zero. Because fruit comes from your character. And character is developed the more you spend time with Jesus. In his presence. In his word. Allow, like opening the door of your heart, character is developed. The more we behold as in a mirror. He transforms us to be like him. Into his image. Into his image. You, you find yourself, now you're so tender. You're so loving. Eh? You're so kind to people. Praise the Lord. God is saying we put away the foxes, the little foxes. So the light begins to shine when we say yes to this road of intimacy. And when the light begins to shine in us and through us, we'll confront our sin. Sin will be exposed in you. 
picture you've been like this. And when sin is also exposed, Jesus reveals himself to you. I want to help you. I can save you from this. You get a fresh revelation of Christ. In that when the sin is exposed, you don't feel like you're defeated. You feel like I have to give this to Christ because he has already overcome for me and you walk away from it. Praise the Lord. So you get a fresh revelation of, of the Messiah, of the Savior, of the lover of your soul and it pushes you deeper. <laughs> the more we grow in Christ, the deeper we should be in intimacy with him. Not far away. Nothing in this earth can ever satisfy. Do you know why you can never be satisfied by anything in this world or any relationship? Because you are born from above. You are born from above. You are born from heaven. And the only thing that can satisfy you is the living water and the manna from heaven. Only. 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 That's why your pursuit should not be the physical things. Uh-uh. Seek God. Seek his face. Seek to know him. Seek to be with him. Spiritual things. It's not a physical relationship. It is a spiritual... Someone, I think Kirk Franklin, says it is a spiritual love affair. <laughs> That's what he called it. Spiritual love affair. Like it is spiritual. It is not a physical one. And because you are a spirit being, you've been born now again from above. Only things from above satisfy you. Only things from above should make sense to you. You are in the world, but you're not of the world. Only feeding from his hand should satisfy you feeding from his hand and in intimacy he calls us to feed feed from my hand praise the Lord let's conclude uh, with these verses hallelujah this, 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 this study was so sweet I didn't want to end but I said time praise the Lord Okay, from verse 19. The woman said, You must be a prophet. So tell me this. Why do our fathers worship God here on this nearby mountain? But your people teach that Jerusalem is the place where we must worship. Which is right. Jesus responded, Believe me, dear woman. The time has come. Tell your neighbor the time has come. When you want to worship the Father on a mountain, nor in Jerusalem, but in your heart. <laughs> I love that one. In your heart. <laughs> your people don't really know the one they worship. Do you know the one you worship? Whether Jews worship out of experience. Do you worship God out of experience? For it's from the Jews that salvation is made available. From here on, 
Worshipping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with the right heart. I know when you tell the worshippers, it's about the spirit, the attitude of your heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshippers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. <laughs> Worship in the realm of the spirit, not in the realm of the natural, not in the realm of the flesh, the realm of the spirit, because it is a spirit and truth. The call to intimacy is also a call to true, to true worship. A call to intimacy is also a call to true worship. It is a matter of the heart from the place of knowing the one we worship. You cannot worship someone you don't know. If you have no relationship with him, that is not worship. I mean true worship, eh? Not this this other worship that is faith. And this can only happen in the realm of God. You see, when we when we are worshiping, okay, let me give an example through songs. Some of us worshippers we expect God to come from heaven to our level. Yet we are supposed to go to his realm in order to worship him. Hallelujah. I hope we understand that it is very key. If you're going to worship God in spirit and in truth, and it's not a matter of singing, it's your life. You pursue God in your life. You cultivate intimacy with God to know him that is true worship. Intimacy is cultivated through what? That means you require time with him to talk. Talk to him, with him, and also to listen to him. And because you love him, there is a desire to spend time with each other. You have that desire to spend time with him. You give him all your attention. Now that is true worship. You give him all your attention, all your devotion, without being distracted from him. Let me repeat that. There is a desire to spend time with the Lord, with this person, the lover of your soul. You give them all your attention, and all your devotion without being distracted from him. I love this one. Eye contact, eye to eye. <laughs> Words, speak, listen to him, desire to spend. Now eye to eye, like full attention. Eye to eye with him. Song of Solomon. <laughs> 214 says <laughs> how beautiful your eyes of worship the passion translation how beautiful 
your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer eye to eye you behold him you gaze upon his beauty you gaze upon the sweet attractiveness that he has and delightful loveliness that he Hallelujah. It's time to fall in love. If you have never fallen in love, please fall in love with Jesus. And gaze upon his beauty. He's so attractive to behold. He's so delightful in loveliness. Mm. Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6 to 7. Let me go there briefly. My God, hallelujah. Are we together? Are we enjoying this? I'm enjoying. So if you're not enjoying, problem ni wewe. Okay, verse 6 to 7, Song of Solomon, chapter 8. TPT Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. This living, consuming flame will seal you as a prisoner of love. I love that one. You become a prisoner of love. <laughs> My passion is stronger than the chains of death and grave. All consuming as the very flashes of fire from the burning heart of God. <sighs> My God. Place this fears and relating fire over your entire being. <sighs> rivers of rivers of pain and persecution will never extinguish this flame. Mm-hmm. Endless floods will be unable to quench this raging fire that burns within you. Everything will be consumed. It will stop at nothing. As you yield everything to this fear, furious fire, until it won't even seem to you like a sacrifice anymore, it becomes a life. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this requires stepping out of the crowd. Step out of the crowd. And be lost in him. You step out of the crowd. And you get lost in him. And you are consumed this in this fire. Mercy, <laughs> Kaya. That's why most of the times when we are praying, we are worshipping, I tell you, 
Forget about anything. Get lost in him. So that he can consume you. That is stepping out of the crowd. We have an example here. You know the story of the young, young rich ruler in Matthew 19. Many of us want possessions from God more than a relationship with him. You did not come to the kingdom of God. You did not get saved to get things from God. That gospel is wrong. You were called for love and to love. That is it. That's how you experience the kingdom of God. Just like Moses in Exodus 33, it was shared on Sunday, he asks God to show him his glory at any cost. He stepped out of the crowd. The Bible says the children of Israel knew the works of God, but they did not know the ways of God because they did not seek the ways of God like Moses did. We need to become lost in the Lord and be dead in Christ. To no longer care about ourselves, our possession, what people think of us, in order to be consumed in this fire. I welcome you to the new season. Saints of God, ministers of God, in the kingdom of God, we have been ushered into a new season. And it is a season of knowing the Lord, of greater glory, <laughs> knowing the Lord. If you are going to... <laughs> you know, there's, there's knowing about glory. There's carrying glory, but there's becoming glory. If you're going to become, you have to pursue intimacy. Because you can't give who you're not. He's calling us to the secret place of intimacy. Where the two of us, as we normally sing, I'll make room for two. Hmm? We normally sing that song. I don't know whether we even understand what we sing. We say, I'll make room for two. You and I, Jesus. Eh? He's calling us to that place where it is only you and him. <laughs> Even when you're in the midst of a crowd, you see yourself with him alone. To see each other's face. To hear each other's voices. Yeah? Eye to eye. <laughs> Make room for him. He's calling us to that place. You and him alone. Those who have been with me, you remember that fellowship, God and me fellowship. I don't know that you remember. You used to have it in Namugongo. God, it was called God and me fellowship. Yes. <laughs> you, you make room for God. 
praise the Lord. So God is calling us to that place. That's why God was calling this Samaritan woman. Come. Come. I, I want you. <laughs> Next Sunday we are going to see what happened. Next. It bursts. It bursts. The woman couldn't contain it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That is the end of our sharing today. God bless you so much.